All right, welcome back and ready to Menace Podman. Once again, I am Scott Keller along with Steve St. Pierre. Uh, this is NBA Week 25, and we're finally back with our kind of regular scheduled podcast. Last week, um, everything went well, but yeah, new kid. Um, so that's why we had the Meet the, the Podman kind of episode last week. Congrats again, my friend. Thank you, thank you. He's awesome, and yeah, everybody's doing great. So um let's see as always you can follow us at menace podman on twitter and i always want to remind everybody if you're into sports betting go check out outlier.bet um, you can find everything you need as far as trends insights on their easy to use app or you can go on their desktop site they actually just added all the baseball stuff since baseball se- season started a couple days ago actually it started on the day my son was born which is pretty cool um, very fitting <laughs> yeah and then uh so yeah you can click the link on the twitter page and you can sign up for a free seven-day trial Check out everything they got. And, of course, they still got basketball and all that good stuff. They actually had college basketball as well. Um, so shout out to UConn Huskies, LSU Tigers, college basketball champions last week. Um, let's see. As mentioned, week 25, final week of the NBA's regular season is upon us here. Um, the play-in begins April 11th. I think it goes 11th through the 14th, which is yep. next what next Tuesday through Friday, if I did that right in my head. Mm-hmm. I think that's then, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the playoffs will start on Saturday, April Saturday. 15th. Yep. Yeah, man, it's gonna be fun switching over to um, kind of more off season mode. But for us, you know, we'll be covering the playoffs a ton. And um, yeah, we'll talk about the play in everything. It's gonna be a lot of fun, man. I can't wait. It's it's been an awesome season, but it's gonna be even more exciting to see the best teams go at it and see, like we've been saying, you know, kind of see who winds up on top of all this, you know, all these teams are, you know, bunched together, you know, there really isn't a clear cut favorite in either conference. So it's going to be fun, man, to see how it all plays out and uh, see who winds up on top. No, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I also can't wait for our playoff fantasy draft coming up as well, personally. So it's yes. going to be crazy, <laughs> man. I, I'm psyched. And and I can't wait to get into that. I can't wait to talk all about that. You know, you know, go over our drafts and, you know, maybe get some guests on here. We'll see. Um, psyched. dude. It's exactly. Gonna be, it's gonna be fun. So yeah, lots of good stuff to look forward to in the, the next week or two. Um, as far as what's on tap for today, we're just kind of put a little bow kind of on this fantasy regular fantasy season. Um, we've got, we kind of wrote down some fantasy surprises, some busts that, um, that we mm-hmm. thought from the last year. Um, then we'll kind of, we guys saw some CBA details um, last week. So there's a few things I want to talk about. And I think you had a couple points too. Um, then we'll also hall of fame finalists were announced. So talk about them really quickly and then whatever time's left over will happen to the kind of playoff scenario and maybe you know some opinions and uh possible just scenarios of it so um yeah so as far as uh wrapping up the fantasy season um yeah our our, i don't know if you i guess i don't know how we want to start this negative or positive but well what's going to be our first thing oh geez that's a good call that is a good call (laughs) i'd never have that one ready properly but uh, here we go. Name on your paper, first thing. There so there is. you go. Thank you for reminding me. Anyway, so yes, first thing we will talk about. Let's start with the bus, the bad part. We'll we'll save the best for last, the good people. I like um, that. I don't know if you want to start with just your list and then, because I'm sure we might, we haven't uh, 
talked about this at all. So we might have some of the same people, but if I do, I'll just let you know I got them on my list too. And then yeah. I'll kind of clean it up after that. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and scroll down my list here. <laughs> um, Cause I want to start with Giannis. He, um, <laughs> he's on know, my list. <laughs> he's, he's a guy that obviously he was picked, you know, top five, if not higher than that, you know, most drafts he was going, you know, probably like three, four, five, somewhere in that range. Yep. And, um, you know, he had such a good year last year, but this year, you know, he slipped a little bit. The free throw percentage slipped um, all the way down to below 65%. Um, yeah, man, just, you know, it, it's disappointing because, like, you know, he averages 31 points a game. He played 63 games, uh, which is solid. But, you know, per game, it just the free throws – um, the turnovers, almost four turnovers a game. And these are things that like across nine categories, you have to factor these things in, you know, even though he's an MVP candidate in real life in nine category fantasy, I mean, he torpedoes a couple of your categories for you. And, you know, when he's not shooting, you know, in the seventies in terms of free throw percentage, and if his turnovers aren't, you know, if his turnovers could be cut in half or, or anywhere near that, you know, more like in the two, three range, he'd be so much more valuable, but you know, he just kills you in those categories. But I mean, he still scored a ton. He averaged almost 12 boards a game, almost six assists a game. And now, you know, he's a power forward center. He's played pretty much every position. He's been eligible at every position, you know, throughout his career, but now he's pretty much a straight four five. Um, so to still get six assists, you know, out of that, out of that position, I mean, that's huge. So you just have to know that if you take Giannis, you know, you're probably punting free throws and, you know, you're going to take a hit in turnovers. You just got to know going in, you kind of, you have to have the right build around him. Um, but it can be done and, you know, he's a great player. He does a lot of really good things, but you know, he does have some deficiencies that really stick out. Yeah, I was going to say he's yes, he's also on my list. He's there. Um I think he's probably on everybody's list as far as Buster concerned just cuz yeah. like you said the expectation and I I don't have much more to add. I think you covered that <laughs> great. And then also I I mean just looking at numbers too again, it's even steals and blocks were down under 1 a game which I I all the jeez, every year what the last since 2015 he's he's been over, you know, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4 in those type categories. So that stuff adds yeah. up like you said. So yeah, and like I said, I mean, he's still a great player. He's he's not an undraftable player. He's just a player that if you take him, you have to have the right build around him. So just know going in, you know, have an idea of some of those punt free throw guys and and just, you know, just a, a just a list of guys that you can kind of build around him or just be prepared to have to kind of tweak your roster after you've drafted, you know, maybe make some trades and go out and hunt some guys that maybe fit a little bit better next to him. You just have to have the right build. It's, it's tough, but it can certainly be done. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And again, he's not like he, he didn't, you know, it's not like he had a horrible year. I mean, it just, the expectations, you know, you're drafting him as your best player. You know, typically those guys are the guys you want to have in the top five. You want them in terms of rankings to be in your top five, top 10, and not, you know, wherever he was, he finished, well, it's still going, but I mean, as of right now per, you know, season averages, he's currently ranked at one Oh five. So, you know, outside the top 100 for your first pick, um, it's tough, but it's, it's, 
you know, you can still build around him and, and get other guys and be fine. So, yeah, he, I think you, we expected more. Um, and when you drafted him this year's yeah. Joel and bead production type thing <laughs> Yeah, and have him kind of switch, but yeah. Now the next guy on my list, this is a guy that if you took him, you basically got screwed. And we know all about this guy because, you know, he's on the Pistons, but Cade Cunningham and, you yeah. know, pretty, pretty easy to say that, you know, he's a disappointment because, you know, he was injured most of the year. He only wound up playing in 12 games. Uh, but honestly, dude, even like his per game rankings, he's currently ranked at 137. So that's per game. So in the 12 games that he played, you know, he still had things that, you know, were kind of, hurting your team more than helping. I mean, he only shot 41.5% from the field, um, you know, with almost 19 attempts per game. So that's going to kill your field goal percentage. Um, 3.3 turnovers. It's not insane, but it's really just kind of the percentages. And then just not doing enough in other areas. I mean, only six assists. Um, 6.2 rebounds. That's solid, but not even 20 points a game. You know, he's obviously going to be better. He's going to develop. He's going to get so much better, but you know, a lot of us, you know, anybody who drafted him, you were hoping for that kind of sophomore, you know, breakout year, you know, and Pistons fans, of course, were, were praying for that. It just didn't happen. You know, hopefully next year will be the year, but, um, he's a guy that I think will slide you know, based on his history, his injury history. And, and like I said, his per game numbers, they're just not there yet. So, you know, this year he got drafted really, really high. I think next year, you know, those expectations will, you know, decrease quite a bit. And I think, you know, we'll see him going a lot later in drafts, but, you know, hopefully he can get healthy here, have a big summer, keep working on his game. And, um, you know, we'll get into Pistons talk, but hopefully they can get a, a really good draft pick here to, you know, give him some more help and come back even better next year. And, you know, hopefully not have the worst team in the entire league. Yeah. I was going to say, I know when I was putting together my bus, I had a hard time because I was trying to almost kind of avoid a little bit of the, the injury people and not consider yeah. them a bus. It's, it's, it's like, a, it's, it's funny. It's a, I, you can look at it two ways. Cause yeah, obviously, yes, it becomes a bus with an injury and they're not playing and stuff, but I mean, was that beyond their control? I don't know. So, but yeah, it's really, it's funny though, because I tried to go through and try and find people that didn't have injury issues and that were a disappointment. It's I a did lot too. harder. It's a lot harder. <laughs> it's harder, people. but also I just, I really wanted to include him because of how high he was drafted and how high the sure. expectations sure. were. I mean, some other guys that we'll, we'll mention, but I mean, they weren't drafted in like, say the thirties, like yeah. Cade was Yep. yep. Um, pretty consistently across the board. So just a huge disappointment. Um, like I said, anybody who took him, you got screwed because, you know, you, that's a, a high draft pick that, you know, you got essentially nothing out of. So, no, yeah. Sucks. Yes, it does. Especially when you got him in a keeper league as well. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, did you want me to keep going or did we want to kind of trade off a little bit? Whatever you want. Yeah, I'll throw one in because, okay, also a little difference. I, I didn't say this at the top either. I, you researched yours a lot better than I did. I did not have the right amount of time to do that. So mine was just off the top of my head who I felt like wasn't. And now that I'm sure. looking at some of my stats of people, I'm looking at some of my busts going, eh, I don't know. If they, <laughs> they weren't really bust. So a guy I have on here, though, Tim Hardaway Jr., 
his his numbers are actually up from the last few years. He played a lot of games. He stayed pretty healthy, and he, I mean, was rather consistent. I mean, he's not like a stud or anything, but uh, in my mind, I, I felt like I didn't hear a lot about him. He was kind of um, really quiet and about what he did this year. But I mean, he's the same point average as he had last year: fourteen points a game, three and a half rebounds, almost two assists, just under. And then shy of a, a steal a game and three point percentage was up still thirty eight percent it was up from last year at thirty three and I so he was actually successful so for me to say his bust was probably incorrect but I mean I he's just he's not a great fantasy player um, but he's a guy that has a lot of value especially this season because of the fact that Dallas as a whole just had so many injuries and so many guys out of their lineup that, you know, we talked about them quite a bit this season about how, you know, they needed to rely on those role players and, and, you know, to kind of step up and have a bigger role at times. And that just never really happened with Hardaway. He had a lot of injuries himself. He missed a lot of games and yeah, he just wasn't good enough, but he's just not a great, uh, nine category fantasy player. He never really has been. He's always been more of just like a scorer and a guy that has value because he, you know, gets minutes and he plays, you know, when he's healthy, I mean, he, he averaged 30 minutes a game. So he's got a big role on that team. They don't have a lot of help behind Luca and now Kyrie Irving. So yeah, he's a guy that like you can throw him in your lineup anytime because he's got that opportunity, you know, to put up some numbers but across nine categories, I mean, he's not going to do a whole lot outside of like scoring and hitting threes. You know, he's never been a good defensive player, um, never gets a lot of defensive stats. Um, like you said, five boards a game, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, three and a half boards a game. Um, but yeah, not even two assists. Like he just, you know, the field goal percentage, not even 40%. I mean, that he's almost doing more harm than good at that point. Yeah. No, correct. And he's not one of those guys, yeah, that was probably drafted at all. He's more of just a streamer type guy. But um, he, I don't know, I just, just thought of his name and popped up. But that's probably my worst one on my list that I uh, wasn't too sure about. I can hop into another one, too. And this one, again, looking at stats-wise, is not bad at all, but it felt like it was Jalen Green. Um, I, I felt like I don't. the first year he was just kind of, he kind of reminded me of the uh, kind of how you were talking about Cade Cunningham, where you know, the shooting percentage wasn't that good, field goal percentage. But I mean, he ended up shooting forty percent still this year, threes thirty percent or so. So he actually produced, he did things. But I don't know. I just felt like he was going to take another step from what he did last year. He did in points. He did his scoring average went up, but other than that, turnovers went up. All these, but rebounds, assists didn't change too much. Assist up one, but I don't know. I just thought he was going to take more of a jump this year than he did um, from his, his rookie year. The Rockets as a whole just were not a good fantasy team. You know, they weren't a good team in real life <laughs> in terms yeah. of their record, but in terms of fantasy, they just, they didn't have anybody who really produced all that well. I mean, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. has come on really strong here at the end, and he's currently ranked 83 um, across nine categories in terms of averages. So that's pretty good for him. He was way down there and then he kind of climbed up. Um, Shane Goode is 85th yep. and he's been solid all year, not spectacular, but he's been around that mark all season. So I'd call that kind of like low end. Um, but besides those two, yeah. there really hasn't been anybody on that team who's been consistent 
you know, and, and anybody that you can really truly rely on for fantasy. So Shen Goon was interesting too. I felt like he was almost like a bell curve <laughs> this year. He started off kind of slow and then he got really hot and people started comparing him to Jokic and things like that. And then uh and then he kind of cooled off and came back to yeah, back you know, to earth he, again. He had a lot of hype in the in the offseason. And, you know, like you said, a lot of Jokic comparisons. I mean, the skill set is there. And, you know, we've seen in flashes what he can do. Uh, but that team's just such a mess. You know, nobody has a consistent role. You know, like you said, Green's out there firing away. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just that, and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of rumors about you know they might be making a coaching change here. So um, they just need to get their ducks in a row. They need to just kind of get everything together. But you know, the skill set is definitely there for all these guys. You know, there's definitely mm-hmm. upside. Um, just in terms of fantasy, it, they're they're going to be tough to rely on. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. And yeah, if they get if they get more of like a veteran coach or somebody that can like put these guys in better positions to be successful and just more consistent, uh, that's going to really help in terms of fantasy, getting a better idea of like what these guys can and can't do. Agreed. Well, yeah, I'm going to hop back over to you. <laughs> All right. Well, the next one on my list is Chris Middleton, uh, another Milwaukee buck, you know, and that's weird to say that because, you know, they've been so good as a team. Um, But like Giannis Middleton kind of struggled a little bit this year. You know, he definitely um, missed a lot of games due to injury. Uh, But in the games that he's played, I mean, he's only played 32 games this year, but his per game rank right now is 133 which is way off of where he's been at in his career and everything's down i mean for a while he wasn't even starting um he's he's back he's pretty much back as a regular starter now um but all of his numbers are down you know only 15 and a half points a game um not even 25 minutes a game um you know only a, a a three and a half per game, uh, just over four boards, five assists. That's solid. Um, no defensive numbers to speak of, and he's only shooting 44% from the field. So just not very good and not, not a lot of volume there, not the kind of volume that we're used to seeing from him. So people who took him, they knew coming into the season that he was hurt, that he was banged up. But you know, once, once he got healthy, there was the expectation that he was going to get back to being more of like a 20 points a game score and you know more of like a 30 minute per game guy you know like he's been throughout most of his career and in terms of rank in terms of you know value fantasy value he's always been more of like a top 50 guy so um you know hopefully this was just kind of a rough little minor setback for him and and he'll be able to bounce back hopefully in the playoffs this year um but certainly next year we'd like to see him come back and kind of get back to doing more of what he does. So we'll have to see. Yeah, no, I can see that for sure. Totally agreed. I think another guy I got on my list um, here is Rudy Gobert. Um, He just Mm. felt underwhelming. Uh, Yeah. I think he probably went higher than he he should have. Um, And I think all his numbers were slightly down from last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you can you can pretty much say that about anybody on Minnesota. You know they're just Correct. they're they're another team that just they've really 
they've really had some problems, man. Just, and, and it starts with, again, health and consistency and, you know, knowing your role, you know, uh, but go bear specifically. Yeah. He's down, down to, uh, almost in the sixties. Now he's ranked 57th per game, which for him is pretty low. Um, you know, he's never been a good free throw shooter. Yep. Uh, but now he is what, not even 65% from the free yep. throw line yeah, just and right. he's getting five attempts. So again, like that's, you know, that's really hurting your free throw percentage and that brings you down. Um, and he's only, he's only at 13 and a half points per game. So, you know, he's never been a huge scorer, but yeah, every, every little number that goes down is going to just decrease his value, especially right. if he's still sucking from the line. So yeah, the, the um, blocks were down big this year too. He's and we knew been over too. Yeah. And we knew that like when he and towns were going to be healthy and playing together, that his numbers were going to go down a little bit just because of, you know, those two players and their skill sets. We knew that like the rebounds and the blocks would go down a little bit, but yeah, I mean, uh, towns missed most of the season and, and yet, like you said, Gobert's number still went down. So it's not a good sign. I mean, he is getting a little bit older, so it just might be something that moving forward, we need to know he's probably more of like a, a 60, 70 rank type of guy versus, you know, 30, 40 or where he's been. So, um, but you know, still 68 games played, um, pretty solid, you know, uh, 31 minutes a game. So he's still giving you pretty much the guy that you drafted, just not quite as good and not quite as high. So maybe bump him down your ranks a little bit for next year. Uh, but he's certainly still a guy that you can, comfortably draft as like your second or third center and you know pretty much know what you're getting out of them and again just be prepared for the 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 bad free throws for sure just yeah draft him after walker kessler (laughs) well said we'll we'll get into him yeah i was gonna say nice segue um but yeah no and the the positives uh another negative dude i have um kelton johnson we talked about him i was just about to say him too um, and he, I knew he'd be on your list. Yeah, he's he's been on a lot of my teams. I actually made a trade for him at the end of last year in one of and one of my teams. Yeah, we and talked about that. Yeah, we we talked about it in length a, a little bit. That you know, just with there was nobody else on San Antonio. Yeah, um, with Dejounte Murray leaving, and actually Dejounte Murray is on my list as well because I thought even higher expectations of him in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, but but kind of the same thing. I expected. I know Trey Young obviously is going to take a a lion's share of the, mm, the ball the handling usage. and things over there. Yep. Yeah. Over there in Atlanta. Um, so I knew DeJounte wouldn't be crazy hype. I don't know. I just, I, th- I expected to be this two headed monster in Atlanta. was going to be a lot better than they are, yeah. but, but yeah, going back to Kelton Johnson, there's just, there's just nobody over there in San Antonio. And we thought DeJounte leaving Kelton Johnson would pick up. And at the end of last year, he's, he started, you know, getting better and better um, and getting some more numbers. And it just didn't happen. It just, Sorry. Yeah. And especially across nine categories. I mean, he's just not doing anything. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't get any defensive numbers, um, uh, 0.2 blocks, 0.7 steals per game. Um, five boards. That's not enough for a guy that's playing 33 minutes a game. Um, two tur- over two turnovers a game and not even 75% from the line. Um, Field goal percentage, 45, not terrible, but not very good either. So he just doesn't really do much of anything. I mean, he doesn't even average 18 points a game on that team 
or I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong. That's uh, his field goal attempts. Uh, he's averaging 22 points per game, but still, I mean, he's not doing anything else besides scoring. Um, what's he at? Two threes a game. That's solid. Um, yeah. But yeah, and that, uh, that 22 is probably is a very inconsistent 22, if I remember right. Too, he'll be like 14 one game and 28 the next or something. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it, part of it again is the the, the product. You know, that the team. Yeah. That you know, he's a you know, he's a product of his environment, and you know that's just inconsistency is going to be the name of the game in San Antonio probably for the next couple of years here. Right. But um, nonetheless, like you said, they you know decimated their roster, and so he had all the 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 green arrows pointing up. You know, he had all the upside. He looked really good at the end of last year too. So he was a big hype guy during the summer, you know, during the off season. So yeah, he's been a huge disappointment. Um, he's ranked outside the top 150. He's ranked 163 per game. That's just not going to cut it. And he yeah. was drafted, you know, like I said, he was a sleeper kind of guy. So he was going probably like 50 sixties, yeah. I would say. So yeah, huge disappointment. Yeah. And he, he was, was the one, next of those, one on my list too. I was going to say, he's one of those guys. I, I would get him. I he'd be injured or out, you know, game time. I'd put him on the IL plus. I wouldn't even bring him back. I'd start somebody else in his place. Cause I didn't even want him to play. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. And then like you said too, down the stretch, missing a lot of games, Yep. you know, San Antonio picking and choosing who they're, who they're going to play every single night. And then, and then uh, Vassell went down too. And you thought, Oh man, this is great. <laughs> even the beginning of the year, you're like, okay, this is going to help out even more. Still nothing. So nothing. Yeah. Big dis- He He might be my biggest, personally maybe because he was on my team so i um saw it firsthand but I, he might be my biggest on the entire list honestly after Giannis. yeah um next one on my list was yusuf nurkic and he's another one you know a lot of injuries um and again portland we've talked about portland their whole team's been a giant disappointment and a lot of them have just been out of the lineup you know too many injuries too many inconsistent lineups you know you, you can't win when you don't even know who's going to be on the court, you know, every night. So it just, they're a mess. And I think it's probably time to break up the entire team at this point. I know they traded McCollum last year and it kind of looked like they were starting to head towards more of like a rebuild, but um, you know, they tried again with kind of this core of like, you know, Dame and Nurkic, they brought in Jeremy Grant. They wanted to get more like defensive minded, but again, you know, Grant's another guy that missed a lot of time. We've talked a lot on this pod about Anthony Simons. He had a really good year in terms of his improvement, but um, you know, he got hurt, missed a lot of time. And in terms of nine category fantasy, he has a lot of holes in his game too. So um, their whole team, you could almost just throw their entire, you could throw the whole Blazers roster pretty much on this list. You could. I was gonna say and, another uh, roster you might be able to throw on that list is Miami Heat. <laughs> yeah, they they were a mess all year too, and they kind of couldn't get things together. Yeah, we've talked but... a lot about them. Lowry, um, I had him on one of my teams this year. He drove me nuts. Yeah, he's he's on my my list here of a uh, little bit of bust disappointment. But uh... yeah, I mean, we knew with guys like Lowry and Mike Conley, like you know, once especially yeah. for guards, once you get to be in your thirties there starts to be a little bit of a, you know, of a downfall. So you just have to kind of prepare for that. Um, and I do think, you know, Lowry was going later 
in drafts this year because of that. Yeah, we. You know, I think people anticipate. Yeah, yeah, so you know, it just kind of is what it is. But nonetheless, like you said, I mean, it. It you know, that's your point guard, and when he's in and out of the lineup, that's going to impact the rest of your team. You know, and I think with him being in and out that made it harder for guys like Jimmy and Tyler hero and bam, you know? So yeah. Yeah. You're right. It screws up the whole team. <laughs> but yeah, as far I, and this, my last one on the list for, as far as bus, he's not a bus. He's got good stats and obviously got suspended John Morant at the end of the year, but for some odd reason, he just didn't, I felt like he was kind of the same as last year. And I just, yeah. I, always, I just expect him to keep getting better and better and better. And it, I don't, hopefully he hasn't plateaued or anything. Not that he's a bad player or anything, but I no. in terms of per game value, he took a hit. Um, he's ranked right now at 86 per game. So oh, okay. yeah, he, he <laughs> dropped down and, you know, three and a half turnovers, um, only 75% from the free throw line. That's not good. And he gets eight attempts per game. So, yeah. you know, he's killing your free throw percentage and turnovers. Uh, field goal percentage is 46 and a half, which is solid. Um, you know, he's a slasher. He's, you know, he's a dunker. You know, we were talking about him being in the dunk contest. Like, that would yep. be awesome. He's so athletic. He's such a freak. Um, but, yeah, only eight assists per game. I feel like his assist numbers have gone down. And that sucks. Um you know, he still scored it looks 26 like, and a half points, but yeah, I think he's around six or seven here the last couple of years. But so I think yeah. it actually is up in assists, but I don't know. It just, it just felt underwhelming. And when I think of Jai, I think of him being, you know, a top, a top pick. Yeah, in, exactly. In a and, draft. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was getting picked pretty high, you know, a lot higher than 86. So um, yeah, anybody who drafted him, you definitely took a hit there. And like you said, you're probably passing up on other guards that you could have had that were, you know, like, look at De'Aaron, you know, we'll get into, we'll get into He's, the, yeah. the surprises, but De'Aaron Fox, I mean, he was probably, dra- I'm sure he was drafted way later than Ja this year. For sure. And he finished, you know, he's, he's ranked 42. Yeah. So you're getting like the double value there for similarly ranked, or I'm sorry, similarly drafted player, similar position, skill set. Uh, but you're getting way more value out of him this year. So yeah, man, uh, Jaw's got to step up. You know, we've talked all about the uh, off court stuff, but on the court, you know, he's got to get better. He's got to take that next step. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. I've got a few more guys that I could list off, but I mean, they're pretty obvious. I, I'll just, if you want, I'll just read off the rest of my list, yeah. but we don't need to like go in depth here. Um, ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty obvious. Um, a personal one for me, Jonathan Isaac. And, you know, obviously he's had so many injuries and stuff, but like I we've talked about him on this pod. I, I love his game. I love him in fantasy. And anytime that he's healthy and active, you know, he's got my attention. You know, I at least want, I want to know, you know, I want him on my roster and yeah. I just want to know that he's an option for me. And if not, I don't mind stashing him on an IL or anything, but, um, he just has so much upside and, you know, it sucks that Orlando's front court, you know, has so many bodies and it's just going to be such a weird dynamic getting all those guys to, you know, we talked about bull bull at the beginning of the year and how he was yep. looking so good. He was looking like the pickup of the year at the beginning of the year. And now like he's not even playing, he can't get out there. Cause there's just, there aren't enough, you know, 
They're, they have so many big guys on that team. They just can't play these guys. And they traded some of them away, but they still have a whole bunch. So um, they've got more work to do in the offseason. But in any case, you know, Jonathan Isaac, his return, I was excited about it. I was just somewhat optimistic that we would see him get back to what he used to be. Um, it just didn't happen this year. Hopefully he can have a good off season, maybe get traded or something and come back, you know, and, and get back to being who he was before. Cause man, we've talked about it. He's got such a really good fantasy game, does everything defensively. He can yep. score. He can do everything, man. I love his game. So I'm just kind of rooting for him to, you know, get somewhat back to where he was. And uh, another guy I'll say kind of along the same vein is uh, Lonzo Ball. You know, he yeah, – yeah. and we knew, you know, he was hurt. Don't draft him. He's going to miss a ton of time. He wound up missing the entire year. And now his career's in jeopardy. You know, I'm just kind of hoping that he can bounce back somehow. I mean, it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of time. But, I mean, when he's healthy, he's a really good player. He's got a lot of skill. Um. So, you know, disappointment, but, you know, we kind of knew for this season what we were getting or not getting from him. Yeah. But I just we didn't to know it was going to go through list. next season, though, or <laughs> forever. Yeah. Uh, two more guys I just wanted to mention really quick. One is Robert Covington, and we've talked about him a little bit. He's another personal favorite of mine. Yep. Um, you know, just a good player across nine categories. Never a good shooter, but he just does a little bit of everything. Kind of like Isaac. You know, he's a good, versatile player. He can score. He can defend. He hit like seven threes when he yeah, and he gets week, <laughs> he gets hot. Yeah, he has these like moments where he they just like put him out there and just let him loose. Um, but he was a huge disappointment for me this year because even on the Clippers, you know, the, the Clippers have a really deep team. We've talked all about their roster and how deep they are at every position, but they still have been doing all this load management stuff. You know, Kawhi, Paul George, they've been sitting a lot of games. I would have thought, especially before the trade deadline, when they didn't have as much depth, that Covington could have got out there a little bit more and done some stuff. And he just it 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 just never happened. He was he was the one guy that they just like refused to play, and it was frustrating. Yeah. So I mean, he was a late pick for me. So he's a guy that I cut pretty early into the season when it was obvious that he just wasn't going to play. Um, and he was a guy that I mentioned at the trade deadline as a guy to kind of keep your you know, keep an eye on in case he did get moved. Cause I mean, if he goes to another team that wants to actually play him, yeah, he's an instant pickup in fantasy in nine was, category for sure. Yeah. That, that wins. It was last Wednesday, March 29th at Memphis. He played 32 minutes, uh, scored 27 points. Yeah. Three steals. Uh, let's see, two assists, four boards that shot seven for seven from three, nine for 10 from the field. And I remember now because that was uh, NBA Top Shot. They have the predictive challenges, and uh-huh. it was who's going to have the most threes um, that night. And then you you put your little your guess in with your um, your Top Shot moment, and the the winner you know takes home whatever pack or whatever. And I think only one person put Covington in that slot. So wow. <laughs> it was, well, it's congrats kinda... to that one person then. Yeah, I don't remember what they won, but it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, the last guy I wanted to mention was Jalen Smith on the Pacers, he came into the season as the starting power forward for them. So he had a lot of hype, a lot of buzz in the off season, right before fantasy drafts. And, you know, Carlisle even said, he's my starter, you know, so that 
hyped him up even more. People were excited to draft him. He looked really good at the end of last year, uh, but they just have too many guys that they were shuffling in and out of the lineup and it just never materialized. So um, again, not a huge disappointment, not a guy that was going like real high in drafts, but just a guy that I think a lot of people were taking as like a flyer and just kind of hoping for, you know, upside that just never materialized. Yeah. All right. So that's the downsides. I think we got the the fun part now. <laughs> the exciting people that yeah. were amazing. Um, these, I bet these ones match up a little bit more with yours. Yeah, probably. You already mentioned one. You mentioned Aaron Fox already. Um, he was also on my list. I Actually, I think a lot of the time when I get surprise players, it's usually because they're surprise teams. And when you have a team that's, you know, that's outperformed, um, that's where you get those guys. And there's, there were other, obviously a bunch of Kings I wanted to put on here. Like you, Sabonis to me, uh, you know, he's my boy. <laughs> he's, mm-hmm. he's the greatest, one of the greatest up with Walker Kessler, who's on my list too. But yeah. Sabonis, he's, it's not like I expect it. I expect the world from him. That He's a guy that I drafted uh, traded for I traded a lot for him in a year in a keeper league um, because I love him and I love his game and I think he's great and I think he's again across many categories he's amazing yeah so, and in terms of fantasy Sabonis has proven I mean he yeah. put up you know he's ranked 22nd right now but he's had you know seasons in the past you know with the Pacers where he was like right around that same spot so in terms of fantasy he's a proven guy and you know yeah. a lot of times guys get picked around other players that have the same you know, play the same position or have a similar skill set. So Sabonis a lot of times was going, you know, like second, third round when some of those other big guys were getting drafted too, like, you know, Vucevic and, um, you know, like your Miles Turners and, mm-hmm. you know, Porzingis's and guys like that. So, you know, it, it in terms of real life, the Kings are a huge surprise. But in terms of fantasy, Sabonis to me, really isn't that big of a surprise because he's done this before he's proven himself and he's just got a great fantasy game. Um, Now he's probably, he's probably improved. This is probably still his best season statistically that I can remember. Yeah. But he's been around this spot before. So um, to me, De'Aaron Fox is, is the main surprise both in terms of real life and fantasy i mean like we said he's ranked right now 42nd which is nowhere near where he's ever been because he's always had um efficiency issues in the past but this year man just he's turned a corner um you know only two and a half turnovers it's having it's that being becoming a dad (laughs) <laughs> changes your life in terms of I don't disagree with person. that man I so. think that's a good call um but like we've talked about too I think Mike Brown yeah has put yeah. him in the best position to be successful so he deserves a ton of credit but yeah Fox man 25 points a game um four boards six assists I, I would have thought that he'd be averaging a little bit more than that but um over a steal uh, but here's the big one. This is the big one right here. Field goal percentage, 51.5%. For him, that's huge. That is a huge, huge improvement. And not completely fantasy related, but for me, the big difference I noticed is his he, he, got, he has that fourth quarter takeover ability now. Yeah. So just from like a, a more of an a 
game standpoint, not so much fantasy. I mean, I guess it is because you're getting more points out of it and stuff, but he has become that guy they can just go to. And he's he's like Kyrie in the fourth quarter now almost. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't say he's that close, but it's it's good. It's really Well, good. he's at, like I said, he's over 51% from the field, and he's doing it over 18 attempts per game. So that's humongous. And in terms of fantasy, that's that's your bump up in ranking right there. That's yeah. the difference. He has not shot like this ever before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, credit to him. Credit to Mike Brown. Credit to that entire team. Credit to, yeah, Malik Monk, Keegan Murray. He's another guy I almost wanted to put on here just because as a rookie, I I don't expect a lot from him. He had a great year. But, um, yeah, he did. Yeah. He was solid. And, and so that, that whole team, like you said, made De'Aaron Fox better. And uh, yeah. you, you see it in the numbers. So. Yep. Um, let's see. Who's my other guy? <laughs> I mentioned Walker Kessler already, so I should talk about Walker Kessler. Um, I, this is the one guy I have tons of stats on because I love him and Boom, I, I will, I will, dra- <laughs> I can't, I hope I can get this guy next year. I want to draft this guy, but there are some, one thing that's disappointing. So obviously he's out now for the, the remainder of the year with some concussion protocol, I believe it is. Um, but he, so he leads the league in field goal percentage, 72%. He's two field goal attempts shy of 300 field goal attempts, which makes him eligible for that top field goal percentage ranking. Um, oh, that sucks, so, man. So, he's, so he'll miss out on that, but hopefully he'll get that next year. Yeah, um, in fact, if anything, maybe that helps. Yeah, <laughs> it's, one yeah. le- it's one less thing that'll like, you know, but put his put a, his put his preseason rank even higher exactly but but, it, but the secret's out i mean everybody knows he's going to he's going to be drafted so high next year we've we've certainly hyped him up all year long he's one I mean, of our favorites i have a list these are nba rankings at first i thought they were rookie rankings or something yeah. no they're just he's number 1 in field goal percentage number 1 in effective field goal percentage number 1 in uh 2 point field goal percentage Number two in true shooting percentage, number two in block percentage, number two in offensive rating, number four in blocks, number four uh, blocks per game, number five. Uh, I, you can keep going. And it's there's like this whole list of all these things that he's top 10 in in the entire league. He had 801 total shots contested in the NBA this season, which was number five. Um, it, he just, he's amazing. <laughs> to me, the biggest thing, the biggest thing to me is the jump. I mean, when we were talking at the beginning of the year, we were like, man, he looks good in flashes, but he just can't get in, can't get enough minutes. You know, he's coming off the bench. He's playing spot minutes. His ranking's not real high. The um, injury. Just... Well, and it was the Vanderbilt trade. That you know, too. when, when yeah. uh, Vanderbilt was moved, they said, all right, we're, we're Kessler's our guy. Now we're going to play Olenek at the four. And you know, this is our lineup. We're going to go big. Uh, but they committed to him and he just kept climbing and climbing from there. And now currently he's ranked at 59. I mean, I remember when we were talking about him being ranked like 180. Yeah. Yeah. And that was per game, you know? And so he's made that climb. He's made that jump and yeah, man, he's just been outstanding. Like you said, 72% from the field. Uh, not a good free throw shooter. So he's a, he's a Rudy Gobert kind of guy. You, you're yeah. going to have to, kn- you're going to have to know what you're getting, but he doesn't take a lot of attempts. I mean, only two attempts per game from the free throw line, but yeah, the What's field even, goal percent. I was going to say, blocks, me, but even scarier is I know he's been working on the three point shot as well. And mm-hmm. he some of our shots. Yeah. And, and he's, and we said, 
we said he had a jumper in college. So, I mean, yeah. he's got plenty of, you know, improvement that he can, you know, he can make another leap here. So yeah, it, only 23 minutes a game too. That's the thing. He's not even playing half Damn. the game. So yeah, he's got all kinds of potential. So yeah, he's going to be drafted really high. Um, Like you said, he's going to go before guys like Gobert because you know, they've, he's yeah. got the, he's got the green arrow. He's got I the do. green arrow pointing sky high. I was going to see, I think overall stats, even if you compare the two of them, they're almost even right now. Um, yeah. In a, like you said, a totally different amount of games and uh, playing time and stuff. So uh, what a great move. <laughs> yeah. <Utah. laughs> yep. Um, the, the guy at the top of my list though, is SGA Shea Gildas yeah. Alexander. I mean, he, he third overall in terms of per game. Um, I believe second right now in terms of totals. Um, I'll just go ahead and confirm that real quick. Uh, lost my page. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, if, if Pat Janka or a buddy of Pat's listening right yep, now. Yep, second totals. I, uh, on our keeper league, I was tossing and turning between taking Kevin Durant or SGA with that first pick. I went back and forth forever. I wanted yeah, to Yeah, I remember SGA talking so about bad. that. So all I could say... <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to roll the dice with them. I should have done it, and now I completely yeah, regret it. That sucks, man. But, but you never know. And you know, we had all the 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 expectation that you know OKC was just going to sit him again, like yeah. they've always done, and they still did. They rested him a decent amount, but it was only in spurts, you know, short spurts. So he's still he's played sixty seven games, which is huge. But yeah, like we said, per game, I mean, he's all the way up to number three overall. He's just been an absolute stud. Um, 31 and a half points per game, almost five boards a game, five and a half assists, uh, 1.7 steals, one block per game, uh, 51% from the field, you know, 20 attempts. So he's shooting a ton and he's shooting really well. He's, he's at... 11 free throws per game at 91%. So your percentages go through the roof, both, you know, from the field and the line. That's insane, dude. Yeah. Um, almost a three a game. He just, he does everything. He's like a cheat code, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's going to be, you know, easy first rounder next year. He did. He easy. Wasn't he? Not starting the all-star game this year. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But oh, well. yeah, so I had to start with him. Um, I'm just going to keep going on my list here a little bit. Um, sure. I've got Jaron Jackson Jr. He's number 14 right now. And I mean, we've, we've always known that he has the per game upside, but he came into the season banged up. He was hurt. So, you know, he wasn't being drafted anywhere near that. Um, and then, you know, just with their team and knowing, you know, knowing who they are and, and everybody that they have, you know, we just, we didn't necessarily know that he was going to, you know, score 18 points a game and hit, you know, a three and a half a game, you know, the defensive numbers have always been there, but I mean, three blocks a game, a steal a game, but the percentages 50% from the field, you know, 
13 attempts per game. He's just, he's another one. He's a cheat code. He's been outstanding. And the fact that he came back healthy quicker than expected, anybody who drafted him, you know, you're just reaping all the benefits there. Yeah. So. No, completely agreed. This guy you might have on your list too. I got Lowry Markinen on here. Yeah, I was just, just about to say him too. And we, we kind of mentioned him already, but. Yeah, yeah, but he just he just took off this year. And uh, we talked about him in past um, podcasts too, but yeah. he just, uh, nothing we expected coming from Cleveland over there. Yeah, perfect he fit. Just, I mean, he looked good in Cleveland last year too, starting at the three. Um, yeah. You know, so they kind of deserve the credit for tapping into that, you know, potential there as more of a perimeter guy. Um but yeah, Utah, they brought him in and, you know, he's their guy. He's their, and they committed to him from day one. So, um, you know, huge credit to the jazz and credit to anybody who drafted marketing. Cause yeah, you, you didn't draft him anywhere near number 19, which is where he's currently ranked. So that's a huge value. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. He'll, he'll go a lot higher in drafts. Um, this one's my guy. I'm so glad I drafted him. Brooke Lopez. I got him him super late. I got him (laughs) so late. He's so old. And (laughs) up until this season, he's always been kind of boring, but man, 23rd overall in terms across nine categories. Um, He's up for defensive player of the year. Fresh milk. (laughs) Two and a half blocks per game. 53% from the field. And he's shooting a ton. He's shooting 11 times per game. That's a huge spike for him. Basically, like Middleton's role has gone down and Lopez's has gone up. So um, that's really helped, man. He's at basically 16 points a game. Um, He's still not a great rebounder, only six and a half boards. Um, But like I said, the defense, the blocks. Oh, yeah. I I was going to say that that stat I was reading about Kessler where he was number five in contested shots. I think he's like 700 shots or something like that. Yeah. And then everybody's below a thousand. And then number one is Brooke Lopez. And he's at like 1300 or something like that. So yeah. just and it, ridiculous. And of course this has been well-documented, but he's a perimeter shooter. Now he's a three point shooter. He gets almost two threes per game, you know, from your center. That's unbelievable value. And and again, for where he was drafted this year, I got him late. He was one of my last picks this year. Such a good value. So, yeah. uh, he and, will and not he's get Giannis's back too. Yeah. <laughs> He'll fight somebody for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which is cool. That's cool in real life. Um, yeah. so yeah, man, just, uh, that's a big one. Um, and I guess we should probably go ahead and just toss out, uh, Mikel Bridges. You know, yep. we were talking about him yesterday off air. Um, he's a stud. He's an absolute stud. And now that he's in Brooklyn, he's the man. Um, he's currently ranked 30th, but if you look at his numbers from the last month, he's in the top 10. I think he was even in the top five and yeah, yeah he's just, he's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be a first rounder. I think like, honestly, dude, in terms of fantasy, I put him up there with like Tatum. He's going to have the same kind of value. Yeah. I was gonna say what's crazy is he had, he was highly ranked just with Phoenix and Phoenix had so many weapons with him. Now yeah. he's like basically the number one guy over there and yeah the sky's the limit for him and the biggest thing the durability he hasn't missed a game yeah so he's yeah i love him (laughs) you know uh, he's just he's gonna he's gonna be drafted so high next year he'll be a first rounder he should be the ultimate 
two-way player. I think he's right up there with Jason Tatum. Yeah. No, I I know it sounds ridiculous, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't really see <laughs> I don't really see a difference at this point in terms of value, in terms of stats. Yeah. Um Yeah, his role on the Nets now, he's he's in that Tatum role. He's the the he's the main guy. Yeah. So, yeah. He's just he's been outstanding. Yeah. Gonna say some other guys, other ones I have. Uh, I, this is a stupid one, but I have Tyrese Halliburton on here because he was pre-ranked so freaking high, and I I remember going in the draft day earlier this year and being like, no, he's the top ten. I'm not I'm not drafting Tyrese Halliburton with like my first pick. I'm not doing <laughs> it. That just doesn't sound right. It, he's he's been there. He's produced. He's a. He's We've amazing. talked about him on here. I was one of those guys who was yeah. drafting him, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and I and I'm so glad I did. I mean, he 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 wound up getting hurt and and not being there for me enough in the fantasy playoffs and kind of screwed me over. But yeah, um, you know, if I didn't if I didn't draft him, I would have probably drafted Dame or Harden. And I mean, you could say the same thing about those guys. So, um, you know, the the guys missing games and stuff. It's always going to be a problem, but yeah, in terms of stats, I mean, Halliburton was right there. He's, he's currently eighth across nine categories and he just does everything over 10 assists over 20 points, um, <laughs> over a steal and a half per game, 49% from the field you know, 15 attempts per game. So that's great, you know, percentage there. Free throw, 87%. Uh, relatively low turnover. For such high usage, only two and a half turnovers. He's awesome. I love him. He's young. He's fairly durable. You know, only 56 games this year. So it's a little bit of a concern. He's got to get healthy. But, um, yeah, man, I love his game. And, yeah. you know, like we said, a lot of these other guards now, they're getting to be in their 30s. So guys like Steph, Dame, Harden, I'm sorry, but I'm taking Halliburton over those guys. You know, Agreed. I know yeah. I know. this year doesn't really show it, you know, because he missed a lot of time. But moving forward, just the upside, you know, the youth and and the current stats, the current yeah. skill set right now. And even more potential, actually. Like, you can just exactly. keep going. Just to end my list real exactly. quick, I know we're getting – up against it here soon but josh hart's on my list just because i never i was never exposed to his fantasy numbers and how actually valuable he is um so he's just up there just because he's awesome and he creates rebounding and a bunch of good stats that you can use brandon ingram was up there i talked about him uh a couple weeks ago i think and how i was just he just seemed to be taking off we we knew he was you know not always healthy and things like that but he seems to be getting into a groove recently uh, with the pelicans over the last couple months and then his uh, teammate Port- and your boy too, Trey Murphy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who I tried to get yeah, <laughs> and make that work a year ago. But, yep. and then my last one, um, I always expect him to be unhealthy and fail and not produce. And that's Chris Depp's Porzingis. And he just keeps proving me wrong and actually putting up numbers and doing really well at it. So, well, he's always been a really good per game guy, but he's always missed time. And this yeah. year, you know, he didn't miss as much as he has in the past or what we expected. So, you know, his total numbers are way higher. Um, yeah, he's been great. The one other guy I wanted to mention real quick is uh, Nick Claxton. Yes. Again, on Brooklyn. He just took a huge turn this year. 
Um, still, again, a, not a good free throw shooter. He's another big guy that can't shoot free throws. But besides that, uh, everything else has been great. Um, you know, 70% from the field. He's, he's kind of like another Walker Kessler, you know. Um, not even 30 minutes per game, but 12.5 points, 9.2 rebounds, um, two and a half blocks. And like I said, the field goal percentage over 70%. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. So just wanted to mention him real quick. Yep. So I guess we didn't get it to everything I mentioned on the top, which is fine. I didn't expect us to have so much good contents on the, the, the surprises and busts, but that's all right. It was a, a, a solid show top to bottom. Um, as far as the CBA thing, I, I guess we can talk about some stuff next week, but there was only one thing I wanted to talk about that I was regarding that in fantasy because it's, I released a fantasy in a way because we kept talking about people not playing and load management and things like that. And that was how they've added the minimum 65 games for major awards. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because, and I was thinking, I'm like, that includes the entire NBA. And I didn't know, but um, for what, oh, you have to be all NBA to get a Supermax deal. I didn't yeah. know that. So maybe that requirement, you know, to get all NBA, you have to play 65 games now. I'm assuming that's how that would work. Yeah. So to get a Supermax, you'd have to play 65 games. Therefore, hopefully a lot of these top players keep playing. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know some players, I know Draymond came out and said, you're going to see some trash players on this list now, and that's going to suck. But like you said, I mean, if it entices these guys to play more and rest less, especially in terms of fantasy, that's what we want. So if it gets to that point, then we're happy. Um, if not, though, then they'll probably need to go back to the drawing board. But yeah, we can talk. We'll talk some more CBA next week. Um, God, an hour went by really, really quick today. I know this was. I think this is the quickest hour. Well, I've had fun doing all of them up to this point. Absolutely. But this, this one definitely flew. Just talking about what you know, ten, twenty, thirty guys here. But and you know, in our defense, yeah, in our defense, though, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks weeks since we talked fantasy basketball you know last week we went kind of more behind the, the behind the mic so feels good to get back to talking hoops and especially with the uh playoffs approaching here like we said we're excited so good show no no completely agreed i think it was a great one and let's see if i can get this right here nope oh, there we go there's a little bit <laughs> All right, I'll wrap this up in 30 seconds. So, as always, uh, thank you for listening to Menace Podman. You can find new episodes every week. Uh, find us on Twitter at Menace Podman. Again, if you're into sports betting, go check us out or go check out Outlier.bet for a free seven-day trial. Link on the Twitter page. And uh, yeah, if you like us, uh, share a review, send us a message, and just keep supporting the podcast. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Miss Parliament.